Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. When this uh, restaurant in Etobicoke first decided that they were going to just uh, open their doors and uh, business as usual during this pandemic, there was a side of me, a little bit, as much as I believe in the pandemic and I mask up and all of that, uh, there was a side of me that applauded them because I, I really, really feel for small business, uh, especially retail. Restaurants are one thing, like they're all shut down. So it's, it's an equal you know, field of horribleness. But retail is really in a weird spot right now because you've got the big box stores who are able to sell everything. And then the, the uh, mom and pop shops with the smaller guys who can't. That's a real kick in the pants. Especially right now. Sure, we went, you know, when we got shut down in March, we had to deal with Easter and that, you know, hurt a lot of retail. And we had to deal with Thanksgiving and same thing. And then we had the long weekends and that also, you know, can sting for a bunch of different reasons. But this time of year is when so many small companies make their entire year. Yeah. Christmas is it. Like, you know, uh, they say what, like 60% of their business. Something for and something. for them to get shut down right now is so horrible. For So I kind of thought, I'm surprised some retail stores haven't just said, screw it, I'm opening up. Uh, well, Gap did. Yeah. Uh, and Old Navy. Uh, but even then, they're chains. So I'm talking more about Yeah, I know. But they, they opened and said, hey, we sell masks. Right. And we sell kids' clothing. Uh, which you, know, you think uh, winter clothing especially mm. could be essential when it's cold. Uh, and you know they're they're shutting down now, and, and those uh, those locations are at least uh, going back to just curbside pickup, and that's where it makes it even more difficult too, right? Because for you know the local that don't have a, a, an internet site or a, a website set up with the capacity to do online ordering mm. and online shopping, it's not so simple and inexpensive to start that right away. The big box chains still win when mm-hmm. it comes to that. And, uh, and, you know, Mayor Bonnie Crombie in Mississauga is saying, you know, appealing to the, uh, the provincial government to say, no, no, this is, this is not right. Uh, Alberta's doing it. Right. Jason Kenney, uh, just, uh, said, no, we, we messed up. And he's apologized to small businesses. And when we blanketed this, we overlooked the fact, uh, that this was just going to hurt small business. And it's an, an arbitrary decision. Manitoba has, uh, has shut down, uh, non-essential shopping. In those big box stores, uh, and, and you know it's 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 a no win uh, really for for the lockdown areas uh, for these small businesses because you know if they if they get to open it's limited capacity and it's going to be difficult to do and at this point they're not going to get to open until like a week before Christmas which is just going to drive everyone oh, in there and yep. make it even a worse situation. It'll be panic stations in Toronto and Peel. That week before Christmas, because those who still want to try to support local or don't like shopping online. I mean, I'm one who's trying to avoid putting any more money into Amazon's pocket. Well, I was going to say the one that gets the big kick out of this is Amazon Mm -hmm. and Bezos, who's worth the most of any person in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm Bill Gates must be laughing, going, boy, I'm getting ridden over this. Because I'm trying to help people with a vaccine, and Bezos is laughing all the way to the bank because everyone's shopping online. Now, in uh, Toronto and Peel, are like the home reno stores also locked down, or are your Canadian tires, are they? No, they're they're hardware stores uh, can open. Okay, because I need drywall. Well, I mean, they're not open for drywall necessarily. I'm using it as an example. It doesn't seem, the home reno stores don't seem essential to me right now. Well, I guess if your toilet's stuck, 
then uh, and you need something to fix it. Eat that, more that greens. Might be... <laughs> Stop using as much toilet paper. Yeah, I guess I, uh, it's it's such a mess. So this guy uh, in, in Etobicoke again. I at first I thought you know good on you because it's such a drag and everybody's had enough. But the way he's handled it has been so bad, and now the fact that he continues uh, to say he's going to open, and here is where the problem lies in all of this, is it's not like a bunch of people lined up with masks and said, yeah, I'm going to support the local guy. It's become political again. This is not a political issue. This is a health issue. And yet now you've just got the, I guess, the you know anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers versus the, the maskers and the, the vaccine people. And it's become almost like in the U.S., with the the Trump and the demos and the Republicans and you, and it's not supposed to be that. This is a health issue, not yeah. a political it, issue. It's, it's become anti-mask against public health and yeah. anti-tyranny uh, against public health. And 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 I and I say this as well when when I talk about feeling sympathy for small business and and those, it's because they've already made the expense of putting in the screens mm-hmm. and the PPE and the safety procedures and the limiting and the, the floor directional signs and, and arrows. They, they've they done what they were supposed to do mm-hmm. to help curb this, and they still got locked down. And in many cases, without the proof that they were the spreader mm-hmm. of all of this. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it must be so difficult to wrestle with that as you're watching your your future, your past, your income, your, your entire life just you know get flushed. Uh, by all of this and and no recourse for it. I uh, I can see I can envision not far down the road where some retailers also do the same thing as this restaurant. As we get closer to Christmas and week two and week three and no money, unless the government steps up and just says, "Look, it here's a, a bundle of dough. Stay closed." It, you're going to see more and more of these people say, "Screw it, I'm opening up." And I'll have more sympathy if if they open up and say. I've got no choice. Mm. I'm 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 dying here. Mm. I'm going to use all the safety measures that I can, mm. and uh, and ensure that everyone who comes in is is safe and it's a good environment to shop in. But you know, for this dude who just says, "Nah, I'm not going to follow a single rule. I'm going to hold my kid up and say this is why I'm doing this," but at the same time, have a bunch of people with with no masks and no safety regulations around it. I think it's becoming more of a publicity stunt now. Pack your bags. We're moving to New Zealand, Lucky. No COVID there. It is, uh, according to uh, Bloomberg, uh, the number one country on the planet. Best place to live right now if you want to get away from the COVID. Yeah, Jacinda Ardern is their uh, their prime minister. And she's, uh, well, uh, been uh, lauded with praise for, for how she's handled this. Mm. Uh, and, and they've been one with strict lockdowns. Australia as well. They've, uh, they kind of let the lockdowns go and then had an outbreak and, and then uh, locked down again, uh, for like four months, I think, in parts of Australia, Western Australia. Uh, but I mean, it helps that they're island nations, mm. uh, to, uh, but, they, but they've kept, you know, strict quarantines when you enter New Zealand. It's two weeks in a hotel, mm. uh, no leaving the room, and that's it. And that's how they've they've locked things down. Japan sits at number two. Taiwan three. South Korea four. These are all for the uh, best countries in the world to to live in right now during COVID. Uh, Finland at five. Norway at six. Australia seven. China eight. Denmark nine. Vietnam is at ten. We sit at thirteen. The U.S. at eighteen. 
which is shocking. This is out of 54 countries. Right. Mexico, the worst. Where does Sweden fall on that list? Let me see here. Um, I think the U.S., you know, it's shocking that it's as high as it is, but I think it's part of the the study is uh, access to medical care. And if you can afford it there, there is some. So it's Canada, then Germany, then Thailand, then Sweden. Right. Sweden sits at 16 and U.S. at 18. Their cases are going up now to the point their prime minister has said uh, we may not have handled this right as things. So the cases and deaths are surging in Sweden. And they were one, you know, where the, the herd immunity uh, theorists mm. say, well, look at Sweden and, and zero cases. They're, they're having trouble now. Shame for me because I just bought a getaway place in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Well, I don't know if this has happened at your home, but it's happened at mine. The Christmas movies from the Women's Network has arrived <laughs> once again. So now it's a... Are they seriously on at your house? Oh, 24-7 on a loop. Oh, wow. Not only does Maria watch them, she records them. My PVR is full of a sparkling Christmas, a Christmas with no sparkle. <laughs> Family Christmas, a Christmas with no family. Right. I mean, it's I see it, a theme here. It's it's endless, and every year it's amazing when you watch them. It becomes at our house a uh, a game show we like to call. Hey, remember that guy? Because it's just right. full of actors who had their moment eh, fifteen to twenty years ago. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how many productions are happening all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think even last, like when the pandemic first hit and people were stuck at home, I think the Women's Network started showing like in March and April Christmas movies again. Right. It's like the returning cast of Melrose Place. (laughs) Everybody in these things was at one time a cast member of Melrose Place. (laughs) They were in that apartment. I remember. (laughs) That's right. And and it it is incredible. And it's the hallmark, I guess, uh, the hallmark channel in the States and the Women's Network here, I think. Hallmark Productions is is who does most of these movies. And it's, I mean, it's shocking how they literally follow the same storyline, but pump out hundreds of these things. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's like it's always just based on love and, you know, somebody's heart has been broken and somebody's left home or moved to the big city and come back and bumped into an old boyfriend or girlfriend and... There's always a little bit of turmoil and uh, trouble. I've never watched one. You've never sat... Adrian doesn't watch them at all? No, but I think... Uh, you are I, a lucky man. I think I'm going to go onto the app right now and remove the Women's Network from one of our selection of channels. <laughs> well, if she hasn't started watching them now, I guess no. she, she won't. No, I, I mean, we, we're at a point now in our house, which is good, uh, where the kids are, are getting into, like, you know, bearable Christmas movies. Sure. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, things like uh, like Fred Claus. And, One of my uh, favorite. Yeah, it's, it's a fun. Vince it's a Vaughn is so great in it. And uh, the Christmas Chronicles, which the new one has just come out on Netflix. I just got an update. Yes, got to see that. So I really want to see that one. Um, problem with Fred Claus is uh, the only problem is uh, Kevin Spacey's in it. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, tough. What are you going to do? Um, and then, you know, I, Evan really wants to watch Die Hard. I might, I might fall into the It's a Christmas Movie category this year. Just I think he can get away with that. I mean, there's some pretty good violence in there if he's ready for that. Yeah, we've watched be... all the Bonds now. I yeah. think we've seen the violence. Although I think it's a little more graphic in Die Hard than in the Bond movies. Although I haven't seen a Bond. Maybe the newer Bond movies. The newer Bonds are, 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 pretty, are graphic. pretty graphic. Yeah. I mean, I'd stay away from something like Bad Santa. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's uh, ready for for that yet. It's good to know. I don't think I don't think Adrian. I would I would say as a family, if the four of you sat down and put on Bad Santa, it would last all of about four minutes before Adrian was diving for the remote. <laughs> four Christmases was on the other day, and I was thinking, boy, I don't know whether or not that one. It's okay. I can't, I've seen I can't it many remember times. it all. <laughs> we find ourselves on Google a lot looking for the uh, the parent media guide yeah. for these movies. Uh, Scrooged was another one. Bill uh, Murray, one yeah. of my favorite. Yeah, I love it. Great flick. Um, you know, I, I remember as a kid, I found the ghost of uh, was it the Christmas uh, future mm. a little daunting, mm-hmm. but yeah, they'll get over it. Therapy works. Have, that you, out. have you ever sat through like the classics? It's a Wonderful Life and all of that. No, you've never watched It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, I think I have. Maybe not with the family. Oh no, not the boys. They, oh, I would they, drag they, them through that. No, that's they, punishment. That's like three and a half hours long. Too. It's we we try. What ends up happening at our house every Christmas? Is we'll go through like uh, Fred Claus and and of course National Lampoon and and Elf and all of them, a Christmas story. We'll we'll do all of those, and then at some point somebody will say we should watch a one. It's a Wonderful Life, and it usually happens when we've all had way too much to drink, <laughs> and we put it in and it's black and white, and none of us last fifteen twenty minutes. We're all. Passed out on the couch. It's like if you've ever tried to watch the Ten Commandments on right. Christmas Day when it's That's on right. there. Like, oh. Or Easter. Right. Yeah. Uh, and today, I guess you should say, because it's American Thanksgiving, the greatest movie of all time will likely be on television. And that's planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. And, uh, and just re- reading a little bit about that movie. And it, I guess it was like John Hughes, when he was a, like a copywriter in advertising, mm. was sent on a one-day business trip. Hmm. Uh, from uh, now, he was going from Chicago to New York and got rerouted to Phoenix. Okay, and it was a five day spell that he turned into the script for planes, trains, and automobiles. And they just were reading some of the memories Steve Martin uh, was was talking about and having, and you know that John Candy ad libbed a line at the end of the movie um, uh, when he, he finally revealed that his wife had passed away. And Steve Martin to this day says it still makes him cry. Hmm. Uh, and uh, and that. That movie, I forgot, was rated R. And it was rated R for one scene. At the airport. At the, the car airport. Rental. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one scene alone had enough swearing in it. Yeah. To make, and it's one of those ones we watched with the kids. And when that scene comes up, it's like, uh-oh, wait yeah. a minute. Everything's great in that movie, but you forget about it for a second. Yeah. And then it gets like, uh-oh. Fast forward, and we're done. And the woman behind the counter drops oh, so the best good. F-bomb of all time. <laughs> perfect. A couple of suggestions with the boys. I'd stay away from Black Christmas. Okay. And uh, stuff your stocking. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Chappelle is not happy with uh, HBO and HBO Max. Now, his old Chappelle show has been streaming on uh, those services, HBO and HBO Max, as well as Netflix. But he has a deal with Netflix. Uh, but they have been streaming on HBO uh and he's not happy because, well, they haven't been paying him. Mm. So he is uh, basically saying to people, uh, please just uh, don't watch it at all. If you ever liked me, if you ever think there was anything worthwhile about me, I'm begging you, please don't watch that show. I'm not asking to boycott any network. Boycott me. Boycott Chappelle's show. Do not watch it unless they pay me. Now, that's 20 seconds of an 18-minute video he did yeah, uh, where he just goes off on HBO and HBO Max. 
basically he says, uh, you know, he asked Netflix to stop and they did. And he's, you know, done some business with them. So they're still in bed together. But HBO, I guess, refused to uh, to stop airing the Chappelle show. And so now he is uh, going after them. Now, it, it, Chappelle's show wasn't originally on HBO. It was no, on so. Comedy Central. Right. And what he says about that is that uh, at one time, early on in his career, when he was getting the Chappelle show off the ground, he went to HBO originally. And they turned him down. They said, we don't need you. Right. And so he's like, oh, you need me now, though. Right. Yeah. Well, and and one of the things he says I found interesting, because, you know, in, in, in this line of work, you know, we do our show day to day, and we also do, you know, other projects, some voice work uh, as well. And and in some of the contracts for those voice work gigs that I've I've had come across, the, the verbiage, the wording, mm is so highfalutin legal mm. that it's incredible. And they give it to you and say, here, sign this. And uh, and if you read some of it, uh, it's exactly what happened to him at Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. It's that we own the rights to this and any likeness, use, or whatever in perpetuity mm-hmm. forever, right? And, 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 and not knowing or not describing other entities in that it may be used. Mm-hmm. So when he first started Chappelle's show, he did it for Comedy Central. It was a live TV show, and that was or a TV show mm. uh, tape, and that was it. It wasn't, you know, the world of streaming wasn't invented at that point, mm-hmm. right? Or, or they weren't thinking about, hmm, I wonder what the rights of this going to be when we have streaming networks that are going to use it uh, on demand. Uh, and so for them to use it now, he says, well, that's not exactly what, you know, I had intended, but the legalese gets you that way. Well, it's because Viacom owned uh, Comedy Central, right. right? And so that's just one little uh, part of their network of uh, of television uh, stations. And so, yeah, they can now use it wherever they want. It's much like how record labels get bands. You know, early on, you sign a band, and then they give them some upfront money to get production going on their record. But most bands, I mean, they're just young people who have been starving up until this point. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they get like uh, X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars thrown at them. And what do they do? They go party. And they don't realize that they owe all that money back to the label once their records start selling. So for many bands and huge ones, they talk about always trying to get out of that first deal. Because right. they get totally screwed by the record label. Well, I mean, and and there have been high profile. I mean, Elvis being one of the biggest mm-hmm. ones early on. Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Even now, still, uh, you know, the rights to her albums uh, and uh, and the ownership of her own music. Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. you know, and Apple Music. And that Scooter Braun or whatever right. his name is, he just sold all her music for like $300 million. Yeah. He owned it for like eight months or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice return. For the first time in my adult life, now officially have snow tires. <laughs> on both vehicles. <laughs> and you watch, it'll be sunny in 22. That just, that just sealed it. <laughs> $1,100 later. Freakishly warm winter coming. Oh, yeah, for sure. Never bought snow tires in my life. And the only reason I really bought them is because of my stupid driveway. I've got a big kind of bump up at the bottom of my driveway. And, and at least since we moved into that uh, poo hut that I bought five, six years ago. <laughs> Uh, at least once or twice a winter when I get a good snowfall, if I don't hit that driveway hard, I'm not getting into it. It is a it is a big bump. It's a big bump it's a there. It's a big curb bump. you've got Yeah. There. If I ever redo the driveway, I've got to get that flattened out. I was going to say, wouldn't that have been cheaper? 
I don't know. I think I think repaving a driveway is pretty pricey. Well, I'm it? sure it is, but I mean, you got to do it at some point, right? Well, I don't have to. <laughs> I got snow tires now, <laughs> and I know how to get in and out of my driveway without uh, taking out the bottom of my car. And the funny thing is, so we've always had kind of a, a a nice car, a reasonable car, a car that can get us places, and then uh, a car that's on its last legs. That's yeah. always kind of how we've rotated, and eventually. The car that's on his last legs will die, and we'll uh, we'll get something else. And it's I kind of how you want it to go because you don't want them both dying at once. No, and you don't want car payments. You know, two car payments right. a month. So uh, you kind of rotate, right? You burn through one and uh, and then get another. Anyhow, so we had put snow tires on the uh, on the spare on the on the car that was dying because Maria was mostly driving uh, that one because she wasn't going very far. Mm. Now the next car you buy, you're going to have to fit to the snow tires. Right. <laughs> right. It's like you're yeah. looking at all these vehicles. It's, hey, does it fit uh, an R14 tire? Well, and mostly because the amount of money I spend on a vehicle is about the amount that I spent on those snow tires. <laughs> rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.